Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Not all real estate investments are created equal. One of the things that drives demand is demographics. As a real estate investor, who are you going to serve and how profitable can it be? We're going to talk about a niche today that has demographics firmly on its side, which means potentially years of profit for you. Today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. With me, as usual, financial strategist, co-host, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. You know, in real estate, demographics are everything. As we invest in property, we want to make sure that there is a robust market for whatever it is we do. The apartment market is different in Des Moines than it is in Oklahoma City. The retail market is different in Washington, D.C. than it is in Florida. And whatever you invest in, demographics is critical. And here's why. We often say you get married to a market. You're not going to just get in and out like you would with a stock. You're going to be in that market a while for it to appreciate it enough to sell at sales costs and even have you even. So instead, we're going to marry ourselves to a market and stay with it. So we want to make sure there, there are robust demographics. And we're going to talk about one of the real estate areas that the demographics are so arguably strong it's so obvious. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, the old adage, get rich in a niche. And if you think about what real estate is, especially income producing real estate, you're going to serve people. It ultimately comes down to people, which is demographics. And so when we talk about markets and they're very important in your selection, it's not just geographics. It's not just a physical location. That's important. What's going on in the local economy? What are the drivers? But the thing that makes an economy go are the people. And so that's the other part of it. What's the demographic? What demographic do you want to serve? In any community, there are different demographics. There's age demographics. There's financial demographics. Uh, sometimes there can be ethnic or cultural demographics. Uh, you can talk about different aspects of business, whether it's retail, commercial, or special use, whatever it is. Uh, so you've got that. And then you've got the product niche itself, the product type, whether it's a multifamily, a commercial building, a warehouse, self-storage, a mobile home. I mean, there's so many different types of real estate that you can configure in such a way to serve a specific demographic in a specific geographic. And so when we say the word market, we're talking about all three of those things, demographics, geographics, and product niche. And the demand is a big part of the market, and that drives what happens in real estate. Look around right now. Cap rates, the returns on apartments across the USA and other countries are down. We say cap rates are compressed, and that's because more people are willing to pay for that stream of income. But I think there's a bigger picture, and it's this. The kinds of jobs that we've been adding in America, at least over the last decade, haven't been ultra high paying jobs. We've been adding a lot of service sector jobs. People in general are a little poorer, and that translates to a big demand for apartments. And because there's that big demand, then investors rush in and say, we see the opportunity. In this case, it seems like more investors are rushing in trying to chase that return because the rates are down. So part of your mission as a real estate investor is to figure out, well, what are the demographics that are underserved and what are the demographics that are changing in my favor. Yeah, this goes back to that concept of getting rich in a niche. And really what's going on, if you think about it from an investment perspective, uh, there's a lot of big money out there that's chasing yield because the Federal Reserve and the central banks around the world and the bond markets in general have created an environment of ultra low yields, which means it's very, very difficult to get cash flow on money that you've invested. So a lot of people are playing the capital gains game, which means they're trying to buy low and sell high. When 
you're at the top of the market, that's a tough game. So it's kind of like a double whammy. I've got low yields, and so things that do produce yield are being bid up to where the yields come down, hence the compressed cap rates in something like apartment buildings. And it forces you to look into little nooks and crevices, if you will, in the economy to find a place that is, uh, to your point, Robert, underserved, where the big money hasn't figured it out yet, and there's an opportunity to create superior yields and I'm talking superior risk-adjusted yields. In other words, you're getting higher yields without taking on dramatically more risk. And it's just by changing the rules of the game a little bit. So a lot of the mainstream bread and butter stuff, and there's always going to be opportunity. You got to turn over a lot of rocks. You got to look at a lot of deals. But there's also going to be these specialty niches that really haven't attracted a lot of national or institutional attention yet. And there's a big opportunity not only to get in and make a little bit of money, better yield in the short term, but somewhere down the road, if it is a hot niche, the big money's going to figure it out. When they come knocking on the door, they're going to bid that thing up. And now you get to double dip because you see the capital gain appreciation on the backside for having been an early adopter. Well, yield is important in real estate. It's not everything in real estate, as I think we'll learn today, but it's critical in a couple of places. Obviously, cash flow, the money that you make every month from the investments that you have, and then long-term capital appreciation, which is also possible in real estate, one of the reasons we like it. So imagine a demographic that isn't overly compressed, where the yields are strong, and even more importantly, the future looks super bright. That's what we're going to talk about today. When we come back, you'll meet Gene Garino, and we'll talk about residential assisted living on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, it's Robert Helms. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. I want to personally invite you to come see an amazing real estate market that combines excellent cash flow, offshore diversification, and what we affectionately call lifestyle investing. Come join me from November 15th to 18th in the beautiful country of Belize. The Real Estate Guys have been bringing investors to Belize for more than 14 years now, and our discovery trip is designed to show you the market like nobody else can. Sure, Belize is breathtakingly beautiful. The people are wonderful. And wait till you taste the food. But the real opportunity is the real estate investment potential. 2018 was the biggest year in tourism Belize has ever witnessed, and this year is coming on strong. How does that translate to real estate investment? That's what you have to come see. There's all types of opportunity in Belize, including both long and short-term rentals, commercial and retail triple net properties, business opportunities, land acquisition, development, agriculture, and more. And as the only country in Latin America with English as its official language, it's easy to understand the law. Property rights are strong and contracts are in English. And in Ambergris Key, a unique situation exists where demand for rentals continues to outstrip supply, creating a compelling environment for investors. So come see for yourself. Join me November 15th through 18th in Ambergris Key, Belize, as we study the market, learn about the sustainable drivers, and tour lots of beautiful real estate. And like all of our field trips, there are no properties for sale during the weekend. Rather, you'll meet lots of local providers that will help educate you about the market so that you can follow up with them after the trip if the market is interesting to you. But that ball's in your court. You'll receive their contact details, but they won't receive yours unless you give it to them. You've heard about Believes in the Real Estate Guys for all these years. Now come see what all the excitement is about. Plus, we'll have lots of time over meals and activities to talk about all things real estate. To get the details, go to the website at realestateguysradio.com and click on events where you'll find the Belize Discovery Trip. Once you register, you'll get information about our group hotel rates as well as travel details. So join me in Belize, November 15th through 18th. It's a beautiful country with lots of amazing possibilities and the only thing missing is you. Go to realestateguysradio.com under events. I look forward to seeing you in beautiful Belize. Hey, it's Ken McElroy. I listen to The Real Estate Guys, and so should you. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. However you're listening, that's awesome. Your mission now, tell a friend about The Real Estate Guys. We're talking today about demographics, and particularly an awesome, unarguable demographic, which is senior housing. Please welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, our good friend, Gene Garino. Hey, Gene. It's great to be here. It's always good to have you on the show, and just to hear your voice, man. You just have that Gene Garino <laughs> voice, which I love. You know, I think folks who have listened for a while, 
while, know your story, but we have lots of new listeners. So I don't want to spend all day on the demographic fact, actually, because there's a lot of stuff I want to get to today. But just give us the nickel tour on why senior housing and especially residential assisted living makes so much sense in light of the demographics. Yeah, when it comes to demographics and senior housing, everybody's going to end up getting older and eventually needing some kind of assisted living may not be for myself, but it could be my parent, a grandparent, an aunt and uncle. I always say I guarantee everybody's going to get involved in senior housing one way or the other. Right now you have a choice, but the aging of the baby boomers moving our way, this is a great niche to be in and it works nationwide. And there's more and more baby boomers because they're living longer, they're healthier. And so we're kind of at the start of this big wave and we watched it work its way through the economy. And now specifically, senior housing is pretty wide, right? That's everything from 55 and over communities, which I don't know about you, I don't consider that a senior anymore, uh, or all the way on the other end at like hospice care and everything in between. I mean, memory care and all kinds of nursing homes. But your niche is really kind of in the middle of that. Talk about why that makes so much sense. It really does because when you are, like you said, I'm I'm of the age where I could qualify to be in a seniors-only community, 55 and above, age-restricted. But that's where you're playing golf, pickleball, tennis, and so on. That's not our niche. And then the nursing home, that skilled nursing facility, that's not where I'm at either. It's that right in between. But somebody who's maybe 80 or 90 in that age group, let's call it the 80s, and they need some help with their activities of daily living. So a lot of people are thinking about their own parent or grandparent saying, yeah, they need help. I can't watch them. So this is a place where they can go, they can be, they get 24-hour care. But demographically, not that there's more baby boomers, but those baby boomers who exist today are living longer than ever. There's more and more, and they're just aging. I mean, right now there's 4,000 people a day turning 85 years old. It's 120,000 a month, 1.4 million a year. Not all of them need assisted living, but hundreds of thousands of them will, and there's no room in the inn. And one of the things I think one of the big misconceptions we need to break is that when you think of assisted living, you might think of a three-story building with elevators and a common kitchen, and you know, you go visit grandma and grandpa. That's not really what you're talking about. This is a very specific niche within a niche. And as you'll see through the rest of the show, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, what we do is we take a single family home in a residential setting. So not a big box facility, but a home. Not a home-like, but a home home. You could literally be living next door to it and you wouldn't even know it. So we take that home and do a little bit of conversion, get it properly licensed, get the right staff in there. And you might have 10 seniors in that home paying four or 5,000 per person per month. So the money that's generated is enormous. And the net profit from that is very significant. Again, when you compare it to some of the other opportunities out there today. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about what the gross rent is on one of these homes. Homes, and they're typically in nicer neighborhoods, typically one-story larger homes so that they fit this need. But that means they are in nice neighborhoods across the country, even in other countries. And the use is that you have 8, 10, 12 seniors who live there together, but they have some help. Again, not skilled nursing help, but just some basic help, which we'll talk about how that works and how people learn that part of the business. And the house might rent for, you know, $2,500, $3,500 a month to an executive. But when you do what you do to it, it rents for now $20,000, $30,000 a month. Well, a little different. And let me make sure everybody understands two parts, real estate and business. So the real estate, let's say somebody wants to be the real estate investor and they want to rent that house out. They can rent it, like you said, to a family for $2,500, $3,000 a month. But if they were renting it to a residential assisted living operator, they might be willing to pay $6,000 a month just for the real estate. Okay, let's let's stop there because this is a critical point. I'm glad you brought this up. There's really multiple ways to get involved. So I don't want anyone to think, well, gosh, I don't want to be taking care of grandma. I don't want to be washing laundry and cleaning up. And, and that's understandable. But there's an opportunity just to own the real estate. And here's why. There's a bunch of great, enthusiastic entrepreneurs who you train, who want to be in this business, the business side, but they probably don't have the financial acumen to be able to yet buy one of these homes. Because this isn't, you know, the, the lesser home in the lesser neighborhood. These are nice homes, which means, of course, they're going to preserve value as well. So there's an opportunity for a real estate investor to come in and say, I like what this entrepreneur is doing. I'd love to be the landlord, and instead of making $3,000 a month, I make $6,000. Now, that seems crazy. Why would someone pay double? But you're going to explain exactly why someone would pay double. 
You know, most people don't really realize it, but when you walk into the average business, that business owner behind the counter, they don't own the real estate. They may not even own the dirt. So somebody owns the dirt, leases it to the company that owns the real estate, the building, who leases it to the business that you see. So the business is making a lot of money. You see that on the front end, but the real estate owner, the dirt owner, everybody in between is making money too. So yeah, I really want to be clear and thank you for bringing this up. You can own the real estate, lease it to an operator and get up to twice the market rent with a long-term low impact tenant. That's the basics. But the key to that transaction is find the tenant first. Please do not just go out and buy a piece of real estate and then put up a sign and saying for rent at twice the market, not going to happen. Find that tenant. And that tenant in this case isn't mom or dad. You're not taking care of anybody. You're going to lease it to an operator of the residential assisted living home. You want to get them first because you want to ask them, where do you want me to buy this house? Tell me the location. One of the really key aspects to this where we're at in the economy, because we all know everything is cyclical. We've been going up for a long time. Yep. And I don't know if we're in the ninth inning, extra innings, or if it's game two of a five-game series. All I know is things don't go up forever. Having said that, there's big, beautiful homes that you can't just cash flow. But if you could do something different, a different purpose, lease it to the residential assisted living operator, you can get some great properties, lease it out, and at least cash flow it. And now you've got, as you said, the equity build and that appreciation in the property. Before we're done, we'll talk about how you can find those folks. There's another nuance here, Gene, which is not everybody is at a season in their investor life where they want to own more property. And you actually can get involved as a lender in first lien position on one of these homes. Maybe you find an entrepreneur that has financial wherewithal, but not quite enough to start a business and buy the property. You could come in as the lender. Now that's a little different for a lot of reasons than being the owner of the property, but it accomplishes the same thing. Yeah. You know, there's more and more people that are getting into the money game. They're accessing money or they have it. They're re-lending it out if it's somebody else's money. And it's a beautiful game because money can make money. So whether it's your money or somebody else's, so you could either be a first lien lender, just like a, a traditional bank would be, maybe 70% loan to value, or if you want a little higher yield, a little more risk, be that person who lends the other 30% from you know 70 right. to 100%. And if you want even a little more return and a higher rate of risk is you could fund that business, that blue sky of the business where there's very little security if they're not successful, but your rate of return is much higher. And then you can start to hybrid and do things where it's a loan plus profit share or a loan plus the equity. You know, that financial engineering of the capital stack is something we spend hours in teaching people how to do. And it's so critically important to be really creative in regards to the financing. And there's all kinds of ways to play it. So pretty much everything we've talked about now is how you can get involved on an investment side without getting your fingers into the business part. But I know you've had lots of students and we've had lots of listeners who've attended your training and decided, no, 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 I actually want to get involved. I'm not changing sheets, but I want to be the business operator. So there is an opportunity to kind of do both. So let's talk about why there's an opportunity on that side to operate a business like this. You know, we even have some students right now who just operate the business and they lease the real estate from other people. So their whole goal is to be in control of that business. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm sitting here with you. I'm, I'm in the Bahamas. I'm on a cruise ship. I rarely go to the homes that I own, the businesses that I operate operate. So please don't misconstrue the idea of owning and operating a business means you're behind the counter, you know, doing the fries and checking the cash register. Good that's point. not what I do. So please don't assume that's what you need to do. When you own the business, you're managing the manager. You're giving them the resources, the ability to be successful in what they do. So I have my homes. We actually just expanded the number of homes. I invest in other homes. So you can either own the real estate. You can just be a lender. Let's start there. Private lender, you can be part of the equity, part of the profit share. You can own the real estate and lease it. You can operate just the business, lease it from somebody else, and that's a great way to go. Uh, but I think one of the bigger, bigger plays, we've been doing interviews a number of times, but the bigger play in this whole thing is this whole industry is about to explode. I mean, there's so many people that need what we have. They pay lots and lots of money for it. We love mom and dad. We're going to pay for that. But when we get to the level where people start to conglomerate and put these businesses together and then package it and sell it off to private equity and hedge funds and so on, that's the big payday. So we have a number of students who are doing exactly that. And it's so exciting to be a part of it. Well, look at what happened in the last downturn where the hedge funds and the big equity companies came in and they grabbed dozens, hundreds, thousands of houses. 
And you could argue that they weren't the best and most efficient to be able to do that job, but the market did what the market did and it worked. And for folks that were those sellers, it made a lot of sense. If I'd been out there acquiring little rental homes for 10, 20 years, and all of a sudden I get a guy that comes by and says, hey, my fund will buy all 120 of your rental homes. That sounds pretty interesting. So now fast forward, imagine this niche, which is strong demographically and being becoming stronger operationally because folks like you are out there teaching how it's done right. Now, one of these big funds isn't going to probably buy a single home with eight or 10 clients, but they certainly would buy a portfolio of homes, which doesn't mean you have to own that portfolio. But if you're affiliated in a group or an ecosystem that has a whole bunch of those, that could be an exit strategy, which is one of our favorite things about this. One exit strategy, hang on and make really good cash flow. And the property may go up in value. Another exit strategy, get to the point where your business becomes something you can sell. You know, we are, I've met a lot of people who have done exactly that. They put together 80 homes and they've sold it off to the to the private equity companies that are out there. They don't want to write a check for 5 million. That's chump change to them. 20 million is kind of the minimum. And then 50, 100, 200 million is what they really want to do. I've been in meetings with people with literally hundreds of millions of dollars in their account for this topic, assistance living and they have nothing to spend the money on. And they've approached me about buying my homes, about all of that. And our goal is to put together a whole bunch of them. So you have a hundred of these homes that are well run in the right area and cash flowing. They will pay money that you and I would look at and say, that is crazy money, right? We're not willing to do it for those low yields. You mentioned the crushing of the cap rates on the apartments. Same thing will happen here, but it's a great time to cash in your chips and push it off the table. Uh, we've had a number of people already in that position. We have many more more that are getting in that position. This is a great time to be in. When you look at the charts, I mean, we have anybody can look at a chart. When you see those, the demographics in that spike, the average person in assisted living today is in their 80s, 82. They're 10 years away from this spike of what we call the baby boomers. This business is good now and it's getting better and better and better. And once that spike comes, then it's just uphill from there for the next 20 years. It's such a huge opportunity. If you miss this one, you really screwed up. Well, Gene, in your book that you wrote with your amazing brother, Jim, you talk about how this is the greatest opportunity in real estate for the next 25 years. And that's not just some claim. That comes from the chart that shows the population. And let's face it, we're all getting older. We're all going to need some sort of different type of housing, whatever degree that is. And you're early in. I mean, this is an early time to get involved. And so I can appreciate that there are funds out there that want to write the check now. But to your point, we're not there yet. It's not time yet. There's not enough accumulated mass yet because we're at the very tip of this thing. So now you've got people thinking, well, the, the niche makes sense and there's runway. But to get in position, there's a couple of ways to go. We've talked about how either you can passively invest in the real estate with an operator, you can become part of a private placement with someone who's putting this type of a home together or one of these groups. But on the business side, there's just a ton to learn. Whether Maybe we're talking to that entrepreneur who wants to be the person that leases the home or the person that says, well, I could do all of that. One of the things that you're expert at is even though you don't do that work today, when you started out, when we first met you and you had just a couple of these homes, you were probably more hands-on then because you were learning the business. So talk about that learning curve. You know, I wish there was a training like the one that I give people that I could have attended. It would have saved me so much time, <laughs> effort, money. So that's one of the things I love about our training. We're constantly improving it. It's just phenomenal. So yes, when you are first getting started and if you don't have any training, any background, anybody to ask, everything is new. You got to, it's trial by fire. You have to do it. Mona, myself, my wife, we went to the caregiver training, not to be caregivers, but to learn what the caregivers need to do. It was scary, but I'm not a caregiver, but I went to the class. I know what they need to do. I know what the manager needs to do. Now what I know is I really don't need to know what they need to do. I just need to know that they know what they're doing so that I can do my part as the business guy, the real estate guy. And when you talk about the business part of it, some people just literally come to our training just because they want to get information. They want to get background. They want to know what this is all about so they can decide which part to play. The investor, the real estate owner, the business owner, a few people come because they want to be the manager or the caregiver, but that's not what we do. It's not what we teach. That's We teach the business side, the money-making side. So 
business, it's uh, this a phenomenal business and the timing is great. You know, the training is phenomenal. It's three full days and that's because it's a ton of information and you do it in Phoenix, Arizona because that's where your care homes are. And on day two, folks get in a bus or more than one bus and you go and you visit the homes. And that's such a critical part because it's one thing to learn from a textbook or a lecture and you're a great teacher, but to go out and see it and really understand it. I think that's one of the big differentiators when it comes to the training. Well, you always say the context for the content. And I love to see the look on somebody's face when they get back from the tour of the homes. And they're like, now I get it. Yeah. Now I understand everything you were talking about, all the pictures. and But they saw it. They touched it. They feel it. They smelt it. And it smells good. And I explained to them why. There's, there's a method to the madness. But when you see it, it becomes very, very real. So that's absolutely one of the highlights of the training. We're talking to Gene Garino about residential assistance living in this amazing demographic more when we come back we'll also play real estate trivia next you're tuned to the real estate guys radio program i'm your host robert helms real estate investment advice right in your mailbox sign up for the free real estate guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com listening to the real estate guys for a while then you've heard about the legendary investor summit simply put it's the highest level event we do and the content faculty and attendees are amazing if you're serious about taking your real estate investment to the next level consider joining us you'll spend more than a week with like-minded investors world-class educators and real-world professionals and you'll have a blast it all begins June 11th, 2020 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more and get on the advanced notice list. We'll spend two and a half days on land, learning and networking, then jump aboard a luxury cruise ship for more classes, roundtable discussions, great dinner conversations, and a ton of fun. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to hang out with the Real Estate Guys and an all-star faculty on the 18th Annual Investor Summit at Sea. Do you have a self-directed IRA invested in a syndication? Guess what? It's a ticking time bomb. Why? Because IRAs get hit with UBIT taxes, even Roth IRAs. Hi, I'm Damian Lupo, and we fix this problem for you forever. It gets even better because using the EQRP, you can literally get rid of taxes from all of your gains forever and protect your nest egg. The EQRP is the best vehicle to get it done. IRAs can't do it, not even Roth IRAs. You see, UBIT happens whenever any type of IRA invests in anything with debt. Don't worry, even if your IRA is already invested in a deal, we can kill that tax. Our team at Total Control Financial is here to give you control of your retirement money and free you from that deadly IRA tax forever. Want to learn more about the EQRP? Send an email to eqrp at realestateguysradio.com. I'll email you my special report and send you a copy of the QRP book. Paying a 37% UBIT tax is stupid. First step to getting rid of that tax is to send an email to eqrp at realestateguysradio.com today. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Rickers, the author of The New Case for Gold, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio show. Thanks for tuning into the program. We're glad you're here. We're talking about demographics, specifically senior housing, and within that, residential assisted living. Before we get back to our interview with Gene Garino, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia. Your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question, which is kind of related, not that much, kind of related, you'll see, uh, to today's topic and to what Gene does as soon as you hear the question and think you know the right answer, send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, your guess, and your mailing address because if you're the winner, we're going to send you Gene's great book. It's called The Insider's Guide to Investing in Senior Housing, America's Best Financial Opportunity for the Next 25 Years. Written by Gene and his brother, Jim Garino. That can be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. Last week, we were talking about getting to your next level as a real estate investor, and we asked this, where in the world was cotton candy invented? Well, the real estate market that can lay claim to cotton candy is Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, William Morrison and John Wharton invented cotton candy in Nashville, Tennessee in 1897. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Kind of a form of senior housing, the Golden Girls sitcom aired a total of 180 half-hour episodes spanning seven seasons and featured four older women who lived together. Here's the question, in what real estate market did they reside? Yeah, you remember the Golden Girls. 
very, very funny. Lots of awards and a stellar cast. Well, where was that set? Where did they live? Where did the Golden Girls reside? It's not exactly what Gene does, but you get the idea. If you know or just want to guess, send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, your mailing address, and the answer to the question. And if you're the first person that gets it right, You'll get the Insider's Guide to Investing in Senior Housing by Gene and Jim Garino. That's today's real estate trivia question. We're here with one of the authors of that book, Gene Garino. And uh, Gene, you and your brother Jim are in business together. And uh, that's a long story because you've been in lots of business together over time. An amazing guy. Boy, you picked a great brother. Talk about how the book came about because uh, one person just won it, but it is available out there. So tell us about uh, the book. I think it's a great starting point. Yeah, Jim is a great brother to have. And I didn't choose him, but if I did, I would have chosen him. So the book itself, The Insider's Guide to Investing in Senior Housing, it really gives an opportunity for anybody who wants to invest in. So Jim is the one because he's he's a money guy, a numbers guy. So the concept of investing in was really what he wanted to make sure to focus on. So that was the genesis of the book. Jim saying, we got to write this stuff down. We have to educate people so they understand what this niche is. And then from there, uh, he and I put that book together and I give him a lot of credit for it. Yeah, good stuff. Well, we're talking specifically about this niche in senior housing. Senior housing, a huge demographic, residential assisted living. And within that is this idea of these individual homes. Now, you have lots of students that have done a home, and I know you have students that have figured it out and done more than that. Is it true, like in most places, that the second one's a lot easier than the first one? <laughs> it's just like kids. The first one, everything is a crisis. Second one, you relax. By the third one, you're like, hey, you take care of it yourself, kid. Right? <laughs> but the, the home, same thing. First one, more difficult, more complicated, more challenges. Second one, you really figure it out. We really teach people the concept of a three-pack. So three homes within 20 minutes minutes of each other. This way you can share management, caregivers, uh, all of the uh, economies of scale come together. So three homes or more in a certain area can be a really great model. You can do 30 homes in an area, but you get the concept more than one, definitely easier. Well, that's a good point because I think some people would think, well, if I'm going to do three, I'll do them in three different states, three different cities, which would give you some diversity in your portfolio. But because this is an active business, not necessarily for you, but for the caregivers, that efficiency, that economy of scale, that you create by having those people nearby. And let's face it, some of these folks that work at these uh, beautiful facilities only make $10, $12, $15 an hour. If someone calls in sick or has a personal issue, imagine if you had the ability to bring someone over from home a few minutes away. Big, big difference. That is, you know, one of the challenges people always ask me, what's one of the challenges in this? It's people. And that's everything from manager, caregiver to resident and family. So it's not an insurmountable challenge. It's just we're dealing with humans. And right. when you have humans, there's different challenges. I can scrape away a house and rebuild it. But humans, we have to deal with that. It's also part of the joy of it, Robert. You know, we all of the people that come through our classes, it, it is like a tribe. It's like a family itself. But within each home, with the managers and the caregivers and the residents and their family, it's a home. We're really fostering some good, not just making a lot of money and doing well. You think about any co-tenant situation, apartment building or halfway house or anything. In this case, the residents become more than just the next door neighbor. I mean, they're friends, they spend time together, they eat together. I mean, it really is a family environment, which is why it's so attractive. Folks grew up in a home, mom doesn't want to go to some apartment 3C. She'd rather be with folks her own age and people that are taking care of her. Yeah, I think we all have a level of wanting to get together with each other. And I think guys have a harder time doing that than women do. But within a home, uh, when we talk about the residential assisted living, these people are living there. They're not there by choice. They're there because they have to be. People always ask, did they get along? Well, yeah, because first of all, they're 82 years old. If they don't like somebody, they're going to go to the other room. Yeah. They're not protesting, you know, I don't like broccoli tonight with a poster or something like that. These are <laughs> different people. It's They were called the silent generation, the ones who are in there now. But they do get along. It is a family, but it's not like they're uproarious and out dancing every day. Love it when they do. But the point is they're living together in this home. The caregivers are there 24-7. In many of our homes, they're chefs that prepare food, and it's a great environment. I, I'm looking forward to it at some point myself. This is interesting because you mentioned earlier that there might be one on your block and you wouldn't even know it. And that is because it's a very low-impact tenant. Once you're inside, 
and we've been in several of the homes that your students have done, once you're inside, well, then there's activity and there's people in different parts of the house and sometimes they're gathered around playing a game or watching television or whatever. But if I'm the next door neighbor, they're not cranking up the ACDC. I mean, they are low impact neighbors. And yet I think one of the things I want to address is I know when I talk to people about that, they're, yeah, but what about, you know, zoning and the law and legality and permits? And that is not as daunting as it sounds. It really isn't. If you know what you're doing, it isn't. And, you know, anecdotally, we get people who contact us all the time saying, oh, it'll be hard or difficult and so on. Or people who say, let me do it on my own without your help. And in those cases, yeah, they may get shut down or never get started. But if you know what you're doing, the Federal Fair Housing Act is on our side. Knowing what to say and how to say it in advance so that you're not shut down as the other. Because when you really think about it, even in HOA, we're, we're sitting here in a home that we were going to convert into. Got it permitted, everything, plans drawn. We just decided to use it for our own home. And so, I guess I am in a care home. Look That's at what that. it turns you out. You sure are. <laughs> Be careful what you preach on stage, well man. taken care of. My wife does great. So actually, I did move in. But the, the home itself, the neighbors, they really couldn't say anything, even though there is an HOA, even though there is this, that, and the other. Because I know the rules, followed the rules, filled in the paperwork, got the permits, ready to go, ready to rock. But once you're in, like you said, low impact, the outside of the house, there may be a car or two. Not every resident, most no residents have cars. Right. The caregivers come and they go. People come and visit. So there may be five cars during the day if there's a couple of visitors, but it's not a party till midnight, like you said. It's a, it's a low-key, beautiful neighborhood situation. You know, something else occurs to me, and that is when we first met and you had a couple of these homes and you were teaching about it, because that's a big part of who you are and your passion, and recognizing there was more opportunity than, than one guy could take, uh, you know, on. Those classes were great. You did those maybe every three months and people came and learned. And the part that amazes me is what's happened because of that. Today, you do have that tribe, that group of people that are not only sharing the camaraderie of doing it together, but best practices, learning what works, case studies. The last time we did a show on this, we actually interviewed a whole bunch of your students. And a couple of summits ago, we did a whole panel with a whole bunch of your students and watching the way that they've become comfortable. Because they all started out the same way going, well, this seems like a good idea, but it's a lot to learn. They've learned it. They've gone through it. Now you've got this, this amazing group of folks. Talk about that part of the business. You know, it's, it puts a glimmer in my eye and just makes me really proud to know the people that we've helped to see them grow and change, to see them reach their goals and dreams. It's amazing. So we actually, a couple of years ago, I said, I want to get everybody together. So we said, let's have a convention, a national convention, bringing together all the people who have been through our training and anybody who's interested in getting into this industry or learning about this industry, whether they want to invest in, whether they want to own the real estate, whether they want to own and operate, if they're just curious about it. So what's happened, and we're coming up to our third annual national convention, and we'll have the fourth and fifth, but in our third, we now have about 600 people coming together. Not all of them have come to our class. Many of them haven't. They're just curious and they're coming and they're going to learn 20 different breakout sessions, keynote speakers that are will knock your socks off. The entertainment, we always have a party. It's always a lot of fun. The cigar rollers coming in, the tequila, the we got Jonathan Goldsmith, the most interesting man in the world. He's coming in as well. We, it's a fun, fun event, but 20 educational sessions, the keynote sessions, and then there's a, even a bonus session on the very final day. If you've never been to our training and want a, a free day of training, about five hours with me personally, you have to register. You have to let us know you're coming. I'll, I'll feed you the breakfast, but I'll give you the information and feed you that. Then you can really decide if this is right for you. But everybody is welcome to come to the national convention. Awesome. And that's right around the corner. It's first week of October. It'll happen in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll tell you how to get signed up before we're done. And uh, the thing I asked you before we started was, you know, I know the conference is coming. That's awesome. Russell and I are going to show up. It's going to be an amazing group of gathering of, of folks. But does someone have to have already been in the game? And I'm glad you pointed that out. So uh, certainly, if this sounds interesting, the three-day training is a must. But because the national conference is coming up, that could be an excellent first start. And I, I appreciate you've added that extra day just for folks that might feel a little lost because they're not, you know, quote unquote, in the club yet. Yeah, it is a fun time. I mean, I want to encourage anybody who's even curious about this 
anywhere on the fringe at all, come learn, learn and, and talk to hundreds of people who are doing this from around the country who have their own homes in different states. It's not just Arizona, Florida, Texas, like people think. It's literally all over the country. Owners, operators, investors, lenders, products, services, the training, how to fill your home. Everything is there. And people really do appreciate that bonus day of training. It's free. It's that final day, but you got to register and it's coming right up. We don't have that many seats left. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that, that you've got this, the folks that are coming and I imagine the regulars that won't miss it. And I think you just hit on something that's, that's critical. Uh, certainly, if you're going to pursue any aspect of this business, the three-day training is a must. It's great stuff. You'll leave so comfortable in the knowledge of it. Plus, you'll have seen some of the homes, which I think is, is critical. But what you won't necessarily have there is as many people that are currently doing it, right? At our syndication event, one of my favorite parts is we do evidence of success, people that are actually doing syndications. And of course, many of our students overlap because they decide I wanna do a three pack, but I need to raise some money to do that. So we'll teach them how to raise the capital to do that. And you've been to many, many of those syndication events. And the idea that someone could come brand new to this and rub elbows with people that have that, that done it right, that have made mistakes, that have figured out the hard stuff, that's that's a really cool benefit. It really is, because I think you can think about something, you can learn about something, but we get inspired when we see somebody else do it. And it could be something as simple as cutting the grass. You see somebody else do it, it's like, okay, now I know how to do a straight line and make it go dark green to light green. Or it could be something as complicated or scary as jumping out of an airplane. Don't do it first, watch somebody else do it. So it may be scary at first, but once you do that, my goodness, the adrenaline goes and people want to do it over and over. So this itself is the same thing. I know people look at what I do and say, oh, too many moving parts. It's not for me. I look at it and say, good, barriers to entry, you know, because I don't want everybody to get in this business. Right. I still need customers, right, to, uh, <laughs> you know, because one of the benefits too, and I always tell people this, you're going to get involved in senior housing one way or the other. But one of the benefits is you can build a home that you literally could move into when it's your time right. or your parent could. I can't tell you how many people have come and they started this whole thing because they're spending eight grand for mom to stay in a home. And they're like, why should I do that? That's a hundred thousand dollars a year that I'm spending. That is my money that I'm giving to somebody else. They own their own home and it's free. So it could be for you, a parent, a grandparent, a loved one. And they're being taken care of with quality care that you control, that you created that environment instead of draining away the inheritance that your kids or grandkids would be passed on with. Good stuff. All right. If you are interested in residential assisted living, we're going to make it real easy for you. We're going to tell you how you can get access to, first of all, a webinar that Gene did that just gives you the nuts and bolts of it. You'll get a lot more of the details, but it won't take that long to go through it. Get your mind around it. Number two, uh, how you can find out when the next three-day training is, because you do those every four to six weeks, and, and you can get that on your calendar. And then, of course, the one you need to move quickly on is RALNATCOM. That's the Residential Assisted Living National Conference coming the first week of October. If you want information on all that, just send an email to RALNATCON, which is R-A-L, Residential Assisted Living, NAT, National, CON, Conference, at realestateguysradio.com, and you get links to all that stuff. All right, Gene, so we'll look forward to uh, seeing you at uh, the Residential Assisted Living National Conference and, of course, that next year's Summit at Sea. You guys coming back? Absolutely. We're going to be there, and we're so excited about that. And by the way, I always do this, a little shameless promotion. Come to the Summit. You have no idea what you're missing if you're not there. It's not just a cruise. As a matter of fact, it's not a cruise. It's, <laughs> it's a not. it's a fun reunion of wonderful people on a ship. You'll have a ball. It's great. Life-changing. Do it. Well, thanks for that. And thanks for sharing your knowledge today. Always good to see you. Good to see you as well. There's Gene Garino. More when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. The Real Estate Guys are throwing a party and you're invited. Join us at the New Orleans Investment Conference, November 1st through 4th. Now in its 45th year, it's the nation's longest-running investment conference and features some of the biggest names in economics and investing, including Doug Casey, Dennis Gartman, Rick Rule, and Peter Schiff. The Real Estate Guys are speaking in multiple sessions, attending lots of others, and we're hosting a hospitality suite one of the evenings for our friends and listeners, including some VIPs for you to mingle with. So make plans today to join the Real Estate Guys at the New Orleans Investment Conference. With everything going on in the world, no serious investor can afford to miss it. For all the details, send an email to neworleans at realestateguysradio.com, and it will tell you how to get upgraded tickets and join the party. That's neworleans at realestateguysradio.com. 
and we'll see you in New Orleans. Forbes rated Memphis the best cash flow market in the nation, and our good friend Terry Kerr at Mid-South Homebuyers has been the premier turnkey rental property provider in Memphis for over 13 years. With an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau, Terry has renovated over 750 houses. Real Estate Guys listeners have snapped up hundreds. Discover what these satisfied investors already know. Mid-South's properties are completely renovated with a one-year warranty and a lifelong rental guarantee. They're affordable, well-managed, and easy to own. Perfect for beginning investors and veterans alike. Get in on the action. Contact Terry and his team via email at midsouth at realestateguysradio.com. Hello, this is Dave Leniger, co-founder of Remax International. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. If you want to do bigger deals using other people's money, then come on out to the secrets of successful syndication. It is right around the corner. All the details at realestateguysradio.com under events. Oh my gosh, every time I get around Gene Garino, I learn something new. Yeah, Gene's, Gene's such a great guy. I remember the day that I met him. It was the day after I met Donald Trump. So it's a day that I'll always remember. So you're and upgrading. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was looking for new ideas for the show and new niches. And I'd heard about this residential assisted living. And Gene was presenting. I went and watched the presentation. I went, wow, th this guy has a great voice, a great presence. But one of the things I kind of picked up on him was his genuine desire to see people grasp the content and be successful. And the follow-up to that was my wife and I flew out to meet with Gene, and we had breakfast together. We talked a little bit, invited him to come on the Summit at Sea. Which was only a few weeks later. Yeah, and he, to his credit, he he took me at my word. I said, look, this, this can change your life. And so he brought his wife, he brought his two sons, uh, and they had a fabulous time. He's never missed one ever since. And in a lot of ways, it really did change his life. But more than that, what he's gone on to do has changed a lot of other people's lives. We've had listeners who have uh, listened to the show, been introduced to Gene and his concept, taken his training, joined his community, because that's what I love about what Gene is doing. It's not just about training. It's not just about information, but it's really about transformation. It's the same thing we do in our syndication program. It isn't about just learning how to do something, but it's becoming part of a group of people that are committed to doing something at a high level, the right way, for the right reasons, and are not looking at each other as competitors, but are really looking at each other as comrades in a mission to go make the world better. And they're sharing best practices, they're sharing ideas, and they're encouraging each other, they're sharing resources, they're compressing time frames because they're learning from each other. You know, I mean, you and I spend a lot of time in the front of the room, and we know we can't know everything. We can't be the smartest guys in the room. Whenever I'm standing in a room, I know when I'm looking at out, out at that crowd, there are a lot of people that know a lot more about a lot of things than I do. Trying to create an environment where they can uh, show their brilliance and share their expertise in a way that isn't um, about pitchy and taking and you know how some things can be, it becomes a pitch fest, but, but really building a tribe. I think we do a good job at that, if I can say so myself. But Gene Garino does that specifically for the residential assisted living space. And I think he does it at a very, very high level. And so it's very gratifying for me, uh, you know, having been the guy that brought Gene to the party and what the real estate guys are doing and sharing Gene with the world to see the kind of success people are having when they plug into what Gene's doing. Well, in fact, in June at our sales event, and when I say our, I mean Russ's, Russ teaches a two-day event called How to Win Funds and Influence People, which is phenomenal. We only do it once a year, but uh, we had a big group of Gene's students and they got a picture. They wanted to get a picture with the real estate guys. So here's this subset of folks and people are looking over like, what are those 20 people doing taking a picture together while well, they're part of this community? And that's a big part. Here's the other reason that's critical. Business is always going to have ups and downs. There's going to be days where you're the windshield and there's going to be days where you're the bug. And when things are tough, having someone you can call. Now, Gene's fairly available to students, but he's a busy guy. He travels around a lot. He's enjoying the fruits of his labor. Having a peer group where someone, you know someone has been through whatever you're going through because he's been doing it long enough and has enough successful students that you can have that lifeline to figure out, hey, what what did you do when this happened to you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and even if residential assisted living isn't your niche, Robert, you and I try to stay above like specific niches with the syndication program. You can raise money for a lot of different things. But whatever you're going to do, just 
don't try to be an island. Don't try to be, you know, a maverick. I mean, you want to plug in, find a group, find something, a tribe that you can become part of that can support you and help you. Uh, and again, you know, Gene has just done a really good job for people who are interested in residential assisted living and for all the things that you guys just got done talking about. It's a niche that just makes a lot of sense at this particular time in history. The demographics are on your side. Where you are in the cycle is on your side. You're very, at the very front end. It's still a big wave and there's a lot of room to ride it. And so it's a lot of fun to take a look at it. So I encourage people, you know, send that email to ralnatcon at realestateguysradio.com. Get the information, take a look at it. Uh, I think you'll be glad you did. You know, Gene often says that you can do well and do good. And that's the part we didn't spend a lot of time talking about today, but it is also a feel good business. You know, there's this premise that your C-class tenants really don't enjoy paying the rent. They begrudge paying the rent. One of the reasons I like upper-end properties and resort properties is people can't wait to pay the rent. It's like that when you're taking care of mom and dad or grandma. You are happy to see that they're taken care of. The money makes sense. It gets the job done. And the operator can have a great business that sustains because they're doing a good thing for folks. Well, you know, it's interesting. As you know, I've spent more than my fair share of time this last year in medical facilities because my wife's not been well. And one of the things I've had an opportunity to have conversations with is some of the nursing supervisors who are coming in to check and see how things are going. And we talk a little bit about this idea that you are really creating an environment. I mean, when when you have an extended hospital stay, for example, as we've had, the nursing staff is really creating a home. That hospital room is a job site to them, but it's a home to that patient. And the people who really get caregiving right are the ones that understand they're creating an environment. Sometimes, you know, when you own an apartment building, you just think, ah, just, I got the apartment building and, and people live in it and they pay me rent and whatever, right? Those are kind of slumlord mentality. Then there's the people who understand this is somebody's home and I want to create some amenities. I want to create an atmosphere, an environment that is enticing when people come home. They enjoy being at home. It's a place of comfort and soothing. If you take that same attitude to any aspect of real estate and understanding you're you're not in the business of just providing a facility and collecting rent, but you are actually creating environments where people are going to spend significant amounts of their time. And when you're talking about somebody who's in, in assisted living, this is somebody who's probably not getting out a lot. I mean, they're at home a lot. And it's really, really important to create an environment that's nurturing. And, and for a lot of these people, it's their swan song. It's kind of the end of the life. This is where they're probably going to end up, you know, end their life out. And if you can create an environment that's nurturing and comfortable and peaceful and happy uh, and joyous and feel safe, and then where friends and family can come and visit and know and have that peace of mind, hey, my loved one is being well taken care of. I know now from personal experience, sadly, how important that environment is. And one of the things that I love best about what Gene and his program is about, it's not just about the numbers, but it's also about understanding how do you create great environments that nurture the human soul so people can have a great experience. If you want more information on residential assisted living and Gene's training, plus the National Conference, just send an email to ralnatcon, R-A-L-N-A-T-C-O-N, at realestateguysradio.com. Big thanks to Gene for hosting us in his amazing home and sharing his knowledge with us. Next week, we've got another great show for you and a bunch of really cool interviews coming up this season. Until next week, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers. Low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct. Asset protection strategies for real estate investors. From attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys radio show.